When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Stand By Your Band. I'm Tom Takar, the Wolf of Dog Street, joined, as always, by the Prince of Snarkness himself, Tommy McNamara. How are you, Tommy? This is a very special episode for me because uh, I took a 19-hour train ride uh, prior to this recording. And, uh, yeah, You did so, it as, a, as an experiment. You're writing a big piece about this? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of doing a Kerouac thing um, where I'm, I just, like, I could, as always, I could afford the flight and had nothing of to course. do with that. And I just wanted to, it's called Being European in America. And it's, <laughs> uh, it, was, uh, it was a nightmare and I slept like two hours uh, and and uh met a lot of amish people a lot of amish people on the train really I, don't, I didn't think about that is that like an amish thing i get yeah i didn't actually talk to them but there was a huge group <laughs> and one of them sat next to me for a while and we like said hi but i we didn't talk but none of them had phones which was wild they, they had to ask for someone else's phone to like make a call and i was like this is crazy and then this group of amish people got off and then another p- group of amish people like replaced them so i don't know if that was coordinated or what but it was yeah uh, it was a wild that's... experience yeah. <laughs> hey, amtrak that's what am the am stands for amtrak. <laughs> <It's> Amish. <laughs> <laughs> at every station they have a new refillable for you um yeah i'll talk more about wild. it on the patreon because it was a lot but the, the one thing that happened is another guy who sat next to me for a while he was doing the thing where he was playing music out of his phone speaker and he had headphones on him and i saw him using headphones earlier and then he pulled them out and started listening to stuff out loud i was just like you can't do that it was like 2 30 in the morning i was like oh, please, man. like please don't do this it's so crazy when people don't in situations like that don't know that everybody just wants to sleep like i took a yeah. red eye and i had two guys on either side of me i was in a middle seat on a red eye and the guy's beside me had a full-on conversation and they were like slapping each other's knees like laughing like (laughs) over me and i was like this is uh it was like i was in a on a prank show that had no it was like a prank show that got canceled before the first episode (laughs) aired so i got no payoff um yeah well that's that's enough to make uh you lose your mind i'm excited to uh to see the energy you're gonna bring today (laughs) i expected even even snarkier tommy than normal um i'm also coming off of something kooky i just did a uh house show in new jersey uh it was a friends themed house show that took me like three hours to get to and it was uh the the person who put it together uh claimed they were not q anon and then uh said uh, said a lot of q anonish things during my set it was not good and then uh hopefully none of them are listening they were nice people except i mean the the wife of the the woman who put it together was nice but Right before my set, she just stopped the show for like 40 minutes because she had to go to the bathroom and then they couldn't get everybody back. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, it was it was it was rough. And uh, it was cha- it was friends themed, but like 
nothing about it like the stand-up show was nothing to do with friends it was crazy but pretty weird uh so we're coming in we're coming in hot and uh we have a great episode today we have we're so excited uh to bring in our guest today elliot glazer's here everybody hey how's it going guys how are you doing man i'm good thanks thanks for having me on the pod of course of course we've been uh we've been looking forward to it uh you're in you're in la now yes i'm in la how is how is la going Everything it's fine. They, we have masks back on, which yeah. is infuriating. But mm-hmm. I'm like I've never felt more Trumpian in my life. Close <laughs> <laughs> to like carrying out on people, like the the other way. You know, I'm yeah. vaccinated. You can't tell me. It's like, oh god, I'm just I'm just trying to play it play it cool. But I really hate I really hate it. And uh, uh, I got I ended up just I guess in an act of pseudo rebellion i was like you know what if i can't jog in this if this mask is going to be difficult for jogging i'm going to get one that allows me to not i I've basically found like the dumbest mask online that's like that any like older white woman would wear at the or in the early part of the pandemic where people would be like that's not a mask you know but it's basically like for dental assistance and it's like mm. it like goes around my chin and like has like a sort of a a, a a, a barrier you know yeah, over the yeah. mouth mm-hmm. and it's like yeah this this doesn't work but for me i'm like you know what i'm vaccinated and i can't run in a regular mask you know yeah. i've turned into like that person <laughs> it is funny how like complicated it's gotten where it's like people were saying this in new york too where it's like they took away masks if you're vaxxed you don't need it but then if you see someone with a mask on does that mean they are anti-vax but they still believe in the disease enough to wear a mask like i know it makes no absolutely no sense yeah. yeah there's no there's no real correlation there because you're like if you're respectful enough to wear a mask because you're not vaccinated then like you are the walking contradiction and but also yeah. thank you i guess right <laughs> yeah. i don't know how to yeah. i don't know where to go with that <laughs> it's uh it's very complicated i was with an la comic when they announced that they were bringing back the mess and she was so bummed and i was like yeah i like i'm gonna be in la next year and i was like god i hope that at least by then oh my god next like- year jesus i hope it's over <laughs> next week oh my god you know it's easy to feel like annoyed that we're going backwards because of the people who are holding it up holding us up yeah and yeah. so you know at the same time i mean my personal feeling is like you know, if it, if it's a matter of um, protecting like kids or like immunocompromised people, then it's like, OK, I'm happy to like do that for the greater good. But if it's for the people who won't actually do the thing for the yeah. greater good themselves, then I'm resentful and, you know, want to throw a hissy fit. Of course. <laughs> and it's like not to get to, you know, preach or whatever, but it's like it's they're not doing anything. They're not they're right. not stopping their shit. Correct. It's only affecting us. And like exactly, you know, as stand up comics, it scares me because it's like we just got to a point where we can do this again. Yes. And if they take it away because of people like that, it's going to really it's going to suck. Like it's, well, it's- yeah, I have very like doomsday, a couple of doomsday esque friends who are like, we're going back to lockdown. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, we're oh. not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm we not. are, though. No, no, no. I don't think so either. But, you know, I understand the safety precautions, but I do also feel like it is because I'm in L.A., you know, yeah. (laughs) this is like in, you know, in like Florida, they they any like anything like this happening would potentially lead to like World War Three, you know. Yeah. Um, But here everyone's on the more patient side and understanding. Mm -hmm. So I can appreciate that. But I definitely have my like 
you know, my native New Yorker energy burning through with 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 rage. <laughs> I had trouble because I was in L.A. during the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, I was out there for work when it started. And then I just got stuck there uh, because it didn't make sense to travel back to New York. But so I jogged too, and jogging in L.A., I wouldn't see a soul on the street. Right. For two miles sometimes. Right. And it's like, I'm wearing a mask for what? Like, I'm well, not you were one. Anybody. I mean, yeah, you were one of the good ones. I mean, early on when it was like, you know, eventually we found out for the most part that like you can't really get it in the outside in the air. Mm-hmm. But at the beginning, it was, you know, absolutely terrifying, which I guess might be easy to forget. But I was so uh, 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 angry at the joggers who were like jogging around like the reservoir. It's like mm-hmm. if you're going to jog and you're not going to wear a mask. Then just fu- you have plenty of space. There's like so go much, somewhere there's, else. There's so many places you can go where there's nobody. Like it's, it's so weird. It was, whereas oh, here, jogging outside was brutal, and you well, do have to yeah. wear a mask because it's in New York. It's just like oh, everywhere yeah. you go, there's people. So yeah, but New Yorkers clamped down very quickly, and you know, also that was not a surprise to me that it was like, oh nope, let's get this shit out of here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Tommy, real fast, was there mask stuff on the on the train? Or was, I mean, nineteen were, hours of wearing a mask seems pretty brutal. Yeah, so they were doing kind of the same thing as the airline, where you had to have it unless you were actively eating or drinking. And I would say most people were surprisingly good about it. Yeah, um, there, there were a few people that had to get talked to a few times, and yeah. I was just like, luckily they were not too close to me, so I was like, but it was uh, it was daunting. I was just yeah. like, the Amish people wear masks. They were the ones who had to get talked to. <laughs> of course. They were like, what? It's so oh, funny. I was like COVID? afraid to ask that because I was like, is it like racist? <laughs> no, <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> they're, they're, they go, they're going on an Amtrak is like us going on a spaceship. They're like, <laughs> you know, I don't know what planet I'm going to, you know, and, and you tell them about COVID and they're like, I don't know what that is. You weirdo, you know, well, <laughs> and like also, I think when they got, when they got talked to, they figured out a workaround where they were just eating the whole time. I was about <laughs> to say, that's not a bad strategy. Yeah. If you really hate the mask, just gain a lot of weight by just con- <laughs> you never stop eating. <laughs> well, they had this oh like, God, giant thing of so blueberries. That they were eating. I was like, you don't want that many blueberries. You just don't want to wear the mask. That's gnarly to me. <laughs> just eating one piece of rice at a time. <laughs> <laughs> technically i'm eating yeah. i was on a plane where somebody did that where they were like i'm taking a drink and the flight is in i'd be like no you're not like the cap is still <laughs> your thing you haven't you've been doing this the, the whole flight and the lady was like it's so weird to see an adult like a Throw person a, who's like, like a baby yeah who's like has to be minimum like 39 40 just going like you've been bullying me the yeah. whole flight <laughs> yeah. like, watching adults act like babies is so bizarre and also so uniquely american you know yeah. like Never before have I, never ever before have I been like creeped at, like the American flag like triggers me now where I'm like, it used to be a point of pride. And now I'm terrified because I, when I see it, I just, I kind of just relate it to like the Trumpy, scary, like bullies. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's crazy that they've sort of co-opted that without even trying, you know, it's crazy. But I'm just, I'm like, these are the people who are like angry for kind of no reason or, you know, the most angry for the least amount of reason yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's wild uh all right we we should get into our topic today because it's a it's a good one i was so excited that you pitched this uh our our topic today on the podcast is one kelly Rowland of destiny's child fame and uh i'm excited because 
no one's pitched Kelly before, and I think oh. she's she's ripe for uh, for discussion on this show. And uh, yeah. I, I'm curious to know, like, were you into her all the way at the beginning, or like, what, what's your history with Kelly Rowland? Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I've always sort of rooted for the. It's so cliche, but I'm sort of like rooted for the underdog. But by that, I even mean like I find it really. In, I, I I'm always fascinated by like the sidekick or the sidekicks. Mm-hmm. You know, the sort of recurring characters, the B story, like people who are sort of a, a, a relegated to the sidelines. And obviously, in the trajectory of Destiny's Child, you know, it started with four, and I think Kelly was in the original, and they had got rid of one woman or two women, and you know, eventually brought in Michelle, and then it became the trifecta that it is now. But you know, up to that point, Kelly and I love that Kelly and Beyonce are like essentially sisters, but not by blood, and and I think they grew up in different states too. Like, it's a kind of a little foggy of a story, but. All that being said, I love Kelly. I just have always loved her. I think she's, um, I think she's like super talented and has sort of. It's interesting to watch her pave her way and like kind of find a niche on the sidelines while never, never genuinely appe- uh, seeming to resent Beyonce or try to like, you know, uh, um, over uh, 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 outdo her. You know, it, it, you just never get that sense of competition among all of them yeah um she sort of lacks a desperation that i think that's what makes me like her so much is she's so comfortable with you know killing it in the r&b world and you know never necessarily making it all the way through to pop the way beyonce has but like i think she aims her standards a little lower and she's you know a little bit she tries to she's not as eager to be so enigmatic and I love that. I'm like, she is like my, she's Target, you know? Beyonce is like, <laughs> Nordstrom Kelly is Target, and I want to go to Target. <laughs> That's perfect. And then all people people also trash Michelle, which I think is incorrect and wrong. Um, there is nothing wrong with Michelle, but that being said, like, you know, she, if anybody's going to be the butt of the joke, it's going to be Michelle, and I don't want to, I do not want to see anybody make fun of Kelly, and I think she's proven her worth musically to not ever be thought of as, you know, um, that like a like a sloppy second or something. Yeah, I mean, she's definitely, I mean, she's still making stuff, according to the, yeah. the Wikipedia. She had an album on the way. This is twenty twenty to present. Uh, it's upcoming fifth studio album, and I yeah. think you're. I I've never thought about that before. She I've never heard her say anything negative about Beyonce, which is very smart uh, yeah. from a career perspective. But yeah, I mean, then she shows up at like the you know she and Michelle showed up at the Super Bowl when Beyonce mm-hmm. did it. They popped out of the ground, and it was like that <laughs> life is so like that existence is so cool to me. You know, like yeah. that existence is so cool. They're like, you know what? I'm I'm second fiddle and that is okay with me. I'm going to show up for my girls Super Bowl show. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. give it my all and then I'm going to go back into the ground and like <laughs> love that. Like what a cool team player. And also by the way, her music is actually very good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I do enjoy it. So, like I said, I'm I, I was really happy that you brought her up cuz she's someone whose music I haven't thought about in a long time, but I think about one of the songs that you put on this playlist all the time. For some Mm -hmm. reason, the uh, the the chorus to um, "Stole" into my head 
all the time. All the time. Uh, Greg was always uh, hitting net from 20 feet away because we play basketball. And every t- I think about it almost every time I play basketball. <laughs> it's, it's the weirdest song. It's such a weird song. Like it's it, it, there's two versions. I have, happen to have like an older version somehow on my phone. Really? Or my iTunes or whatever, my old yeah. library. But both of the like they're both like it's like an odd song. It's kind of it, the theme is. Basically, the theme and the video are both like Jeremy by Pearl Jam, but mm-hmm. it's just by Kelly Rowan. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really weird because the whole song is called Stole, but yes. Stole is not really a word. It's stolen. And she's referencing mm-hmm. the like innocence being stolen, but mm-hmm. she goes by, she says stole, which is, it's all just very weird. And yet the song is like hypnotically catchy. It, it really is. And it should, it, it charted pretty high too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I was looking at it earlier. I actually, I want to look up the song facts because I also, I didn't realize there was controversy over what is happening in the song. So oh, I didn't, I, there is, I didn't know. That I was either. reading the song facts because the video is wild. The video yes. is a different story from what the song is. And I think they had to do that because they couldn't just show what the song was actually about. Because I, I let me see if this yeah. is what, how you guys took this song to be. I, I felt like it's a song about a kid who gets like bullied at school. He's the smart kid, but he's weird. And he shoots up the school. That's what I took away too. That's, that's what I, that's exactly. I've thought that my entire life ever since I heard it the first time. And it's like, it's very dark and it's, you know, it's a pretty fucked up song to be a hit on the pop charts in 2002, you know? And again, even weirder that it's Kelly Rowland. Like what a weird, (laughs) it's like, what? (laughs) It's it's so weird. So yeah, it charted uh number 2 in the UK and then uh 27 in uh in the states. And I was reading so I I'm reading the song facts about this and usually song facts is pretty accurate, but this one it says uh in the and it's because I watched the video to see what the confusion was because people were arguing about it in the comments here. Hmm. And the video is makes it seem like the kid who's like the geeky kid or whatever uh brings a gun to school to kill himself yeah like jeremy yes but he doesn't kill anybody else it's just himself then they show in the video uh greg the basketball player gets shot like by just another kid like uh, like it's like it seems like it's like gang related or something yeah something like that and then the girl who they uh what's her name the uh she put her fingers in the the one who could have been an actress uh, right who put her fingers in the yes the, the, thing, uh, the Chinese uh, Mary. show. Yeah. Mary. Yeah. So they're saying uh, her life was stole, but in the video, it's just cause she had a baby. <laughs> like that's, oh, no. that's the whole thing. You can't possibly do anything else in your life after you've had a child. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. It's weird. It's, it's super weird. I, I didn't know that. So I feel like I have to play the, I'm going to play the song. I, mean, I was going to do yeah. this anyway, but I'm going to play the song a little bit and it's hard not to play the full one. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but just, uh, just enough to give people the story. Yeah. But it's, it seems very clear by the lyrics that it is about a, a school shooting. So uh, yeah, I'll, very much so. I'll let the audience be the judge. Here is a stole from Kelly Rowland. Promise, the brightest kid in school. He 
It's like maybe just because I didn't sleep last night and I was yeah. on a train ride, but I'm like, this is so wild. It is <laughs> insane. Dark. What is that little that do do do? I love it. It's so weird. It's so like it it's like the turn of, of the century, like neo soul. You know, <laughs> it's very like oh, it's just very like Gap store music. You know, like yeah, you hear it in the Gap. But it sounds like she just out of nowhere and just for a second, there's like a sitar playing or yes. whatever. It's, That's what I mean. It's like yeah. the 2000s early sitar, like that strange part of time where pop music was like sitar inspired with like yeah. Christina Milian and like mm-hmm. Truth Hurts. It was like, what? What yeah. is this moment? It was so weird. <laughs> so this song is wild for a lot of reasons. I think namely listening to it again, because I hadn't fully listened to it a long time. And honestly, this is, I don't know what to, how to explain this, but I still get goosebumps when I listen to this song. I know. It's, like, it's so sad, but it's also like the way the it's so catchy. It's it, so it catchy. has no business being so catchy. <laughs> no. And also the, the lyrics. I'm so, sorry. Yeah. No, no. The lyrics. Yeah. The lyrics are so cl- like clunky. It paints <laughs> a good picture, but it's like when she says Marilyn Monroe, it's like, what? <laughs> Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Mint's theater show. It's like, my Minsk theater it's like you're squeezing so many syllables and yep. it's the strangest song but I cannot get it out of my head I have to look at uh, some of these lyrics written out because uh, just this first the way she's describing this kid so I think this is why they had to make the video they had to make like the way they made it they couldn't make this kid a school shooter because then it just highlights how crazy her yes. description of him is because yes. she's like giving him a lot of sympathy yes. like She's kind of saying like it's everybody's fault that he did this. Right. Uh, he didn't get it. He, he was a good boy, but good. Don't get attention. And then I love the line. The brightest kid in school. He's not a fool. Reading books about science. I love smart it. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, smart stuff. Smart don't make you cool. smart. Don't make you cool. Oh, my God. Like Smart don't make you cool. That, that's such a turn of the century. Like. <laughs> Like that was such a relic of the like nineties being like, you nerd. Yeah. You know, and now yep. kids are like, uh, all like every kid is like, you know, gender fluid and reads like philosophy books. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe um she clarified because when she said the brightest kid in school, I thought, well, he must be a fool. But right. then she says he's right. not a fool. No, so apparently okay, not. okay. Now I get it. He does smart stuff. He reads smart stuff. <laughs> oh, he does smart stuff, yeah. <laughs> I think that this song was maybe influencing Tommy on the train a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> he almost was like, "Yeah, I'm the smart guy. <laughs> I don't get my respect. I'm riding the damn train." <laughs> I was reading science books on there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 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 just a weirdly like 
super catchy song. It still mm-hmm. makes me emotional to hear it, even though yeah. it's, it's insane. A, the juxtaposition is very wild of lyrics. But I mean, it's on how it literally is like Jeremy Spook. And it's, like, it's literally <laughs> the same song. Yeah. yeah. A little more random, a little the, the, the sound is like stranger, but like that's the song. It's about Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Even Absolutely. though, yeah, but it's, yeah, it's a great comparison though. Cause Jeremy is like more the sound you would associate with yes. the storyline. So then yes. he hit from this beautiful Correct. voice and this yeah beautiful 2000s R&B song. It's just yes. a different experience. Exactly. It's so weird, but I love it. It's such a mismatch. It's like all the wrong elements coming together to make something re- like kind of remarkable. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's this so anti-Beyonce. Our... Yeah. Yeah. Yes, for sure. This would play on our bus like every in 2002 when this came out. This was I was hearing this on the school bus like every day. And it's wow. such a weird song to hear on your way to school. And Everyone uh, would point at you while I was playing too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like him. <laughs> uh, I love the yeah, the flying high, the Kobe reference. Also, mm-hmm. it's like this kid is in high school. He's got to try out with the Sixers. That always blew my mind. Like, <laughs> so weird. <laughs> it just made it seem like, uh, oh, you just go try out for the Sixers. It's cool. Yeah, it's the thing you do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, that, that song blows my mind. I did not. But uh, yeah, the comments on this are all people arguing that, no, the kid is has to be a good guy. Um, there's no way wow. about that because because uh, he, it's a, yeah, only, okay, so first of all, Geek at the beginning did not, ki- <laughs> did not kill anyone else, only himself. Duh, duh, duh. Yeah, it's, it's long. People are really passionate about this song. There's like, I've never seen more comments on a song on Song Facts where people are really heated arguing about whether or not it's about a school shooting or not. I think and, it is uh, because she says he's all over. She's like, she says he's all over primetime news. Yes. And like primetime news. Very Columbine. Yes. yes. It's clearly a reference to Columbine. I think that they clearly were like, we cannot show Columbine in a R&B music video. Exactly. <laughs> <That was> so <laughs> weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah. All right. So that's, that's stole. Um, before we move on to the next song here, which I also love, I, I found a list of, fun facts about kelly Rowland that i want to see one if you knew them but also i just want to share them with uh with the audience because this it's it, it was a list of 25 facts about kelly Rowland, and the first one uh, right off the bat i was like this is going to be a great list because the first one is that her favorite uh she's like obsessed with elephants that's, wow. that's number one. <laughs> number one is I'm obsessed with elephants. This is an interview she did where she she just gave uh, 25 facts to Us magazine. Oh my god! Uh, I'm obsessed with elephants. They bring luck. Oh no, there's an ad. No, uh, but also uh, there. She says they're like. Oh yeah, she said they're just so majestic. There's a reason. <laughs> there's a saying. The elephant in the room. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. That's I don't not. think that's what that is. That's not the saying. And I mean, that's not the you're doing the context wrong, Kelly. <laughs> but so this is crazy. So I read that same list and then I found an interview from like 2020 where she's talking about how sometimes she felt overshadowed by Beyonce. And she said having a more famous bandmate was the elephant in the room oh for a whole decade. <laughs> it's like, oh, I guess she used it right there. But oh my she God. gets it there. 
But That's incredible. It was a 20-year journey where she figured out what the phrase is. He's like, I'm yeah. obsessed with misusing the term elephant in the room. <laughs> yeah, only a few years before, she thought that it was because there was something majestic in the room. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's good luck. <laughs> well, I always say, like, you know, I mean, this is not to be shady per se, but, like, I saw um, Christina Aguilera perform at the, Bo- the Hollywood Bowl a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago. And she was like so touched to be there because she was, you know, it was a big deal and it was sold out and she was playing with the L.A. Phil. And she just kept saying, like, it is amazing. Like, she was like, it is amazing to be here. And like this last year was insane. And this is crazy. And this experience is crazy and amazing and insane. And you guys are crazy. Like, just kept saying crazy. And insane. And, it's, and I said to my friend, like, you know, like you, you can always tell the mark of a musician who like or a teen star who like didn't go to college, you know, and, and, and they don't mean that it's not, they don't mean well, but like they, the vocabulary might be limited, you know? <laughs> and right. it's like, yeah. Cause they didn't like necessarily read a lot of books. So Christina Aguilera was just like, this is insane and crazy and amazing and crazy. Amazing. And, you know, it's like, yeah, of course she thinks the elephant in the room is maj- a feeling of majest, you know, majesticness. <laughs> <laughs> she should have asked that genie in the bottle for more, you know, words yes. for more descriptors <laughs> for right. a better, Book for a better uh, lexicon. <laughs> Said all that sexual stuff. Um, yeah. That's uh, how, how was the show? Um, it was good. She was, you know, she was really, really good. I think I was just kind of like, I think I was, I mean, the whole time I was, I was like giggling a little bit. Cause like, I guess there's a, there's a weirdness to the idea that like watching her now and seeing her, you know, when I was in like high school and like col- college and stuff, it, it, it hasn't, there's not been much of a uh, <laughs> evolution, you know, and her, her like persona, her look, her her body machinations when she sings are like very drag queen to me. Yeah, and it's just like so. Fun. <laughs> and the fact that she like sings, but she's not trying to sound sophisticated or like elegant. She's tr- she her whole thing is doing just like gymnastics, like you know, oral vocal gymnastics. That's her thing. Yeah. And so I just was giggling because the whole time it's just like screaming and like guttural and like, obviously she's wildly talented, but there's no opportunity. F- she doesn't take the opportunity to like do something slower and sophisticated and let us really hear the range. It's always just like snappy fingers and like tits and looks and laughs <laughs> and giggles. And like, she's wearing caps and like, she's just, she is who she is. And I just, I, I was just giggling because it was, she looks amazing, but like not much has changed in her, her style altogether. And it was just funny to me. I don't know. She, yeah. I mean, she sounded amazing and she looked incredible, but it was just funny that she was still doing the like sassy bitch, you know, the like <laughs> sassy bitch from Lady Marmalade. <laughs> it's so weird to think of like, cause that is our generation. Like when, when like, you know, you see like sticks or something touring or like yeah. uh, what's another, like just any kind of older, like eighties band uh, touring now for our like parents generation. That's ours is seeing yeah. Christina Aguilera. It's like, we're taking a time machine yes, and hopping back and it's good for her for just letting it be that I'm going to go right back to the early two thousands. And, yes. uh, and it's like, nothing's changed. Was she well, doing any new music? No, she wasn't doing any music. She good didn't even. Sing. It sucks because she actually had like a really good album a couple years ago called like 
I think it was called Liberation, but mm-hmm. she had a couple of albums that came out the past few years, maybe like the past 10 years or so. And like, there were some good songs on them, you know, like, but I don't think they did particularly well. So she didn't do any of them, which it mm-hmm. kind of sucked. I wish I would have loved to hear her, do, but she was really trying to cover all the hits, which I think is why it was kind of funny to me because she was mm-hmm. sort of staying in the lane of who she was 15, 10, 20 years ago and kind of, the same sort of, um, um, you know, cock tease thing, you know, uh, she was still doing that. And it was, I think that's what made me laugh that she is, you know, a, a little older now, but still maintains that like bad bitch vibe. <laughs> she does it well. She does. She looks great. She's still like sassy and sexy and all that stuff, but it's very draggy to me. And I, and I think it's, it's funny. <laughs> Uh, all right, I have some more. Thank you for indulging me. I was I'm, sure I'm very curious about uh, stuff like that where it's like bands. Right now, there's there's a show that's about to happen in uh, in New York that I'm I was tempted to go to. It's it's in the beginning of August, but it's Weezer, uh, Fallout Boy, and uh, and Gre- I think maybe Green Day was the other one. Wow. And I was like, I'm so I almost want to go. I I would probably enjoy that show, but I'm so curious what they're all gonna do. Especially yeah. Fallout Boy, because it's like I I used to love Fallout Boy, and I don't really want to see them do their stuff that's not the stuff that I liked. But yeah, but I, I'm so, so I think Fallout Boy is so good. Like even now, they have. I mean, I never would have. I never would have guessed that I would be a fan of Fallout Boy. You know, like obviously Sugar were going down had this sure. like, huge generational uh, um, you know hold on everybody because it was like emo gone mainstream i think mm-hmm. but at the same time like their music over the years has still kind of progressed in a really interesting way where they're able to like have a more alternative sound but it kind of plays in a mainstream space that i always i've really always thought is just pretty good but i also am not interested in going to see them <laughs> <laughs> they're not the at all. first not concert interested. that i saw and now that oh. and i just remembered that and now that i'm thinking of it it was bad so yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't it's so weird that like the bassist for the band became this like tabloid sensation yeah you know yeah. it'd be like that that's just so str- it's just so strange that like him and like the guy from good charlotte were like lady killers you know it's, it's like, like it's just weird it's it's weird it's it's like them you know yeah <laughs> it was the hot topic era <laughs> so, yeah Yep, that was exactly it. I like wanted to be like them, and it was never my thing at all. But I just thought they were killing it. Of course, and, uh, yeah. But uh, all right, well let's let's hear some more. I've I've got a few more facts here from sure. uh, from Kelly. Uh, number five on this list of twenty five is I don't like snakes, but they make but sometimes they make really cool fashion moments. <laughs> <laughs> she likes snake skin. That has to be it. <laughs> <laughs> it just it makes it sound like the snakes are doing something <laughs> like yeah, <there's> <laughs> her stylist uh, is a snake <laughs> <laughs> she said uh i used to be a really good burper but i left that in my 20s i'm a lady now all right Bur- Kelly. burper burping burper yeah oh yep. wow okay my beauty hack is rubbing olive oil on my hair, knees, and elbows. Oh wow! <laughs> I've never heard of that. But yeah, olive oil. Right. She said olive oil. Wow. Okay. Hair, knees and elbows. I feel uh, like that would be a very strong scent. I would think so too, and it just feels like uh, 
you know, you'd be slipping and sliding. Uh, hopefully yeah. you don't trip. Honestly, though, she sounds delicious. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you could dip a little delicious. bread on her knee. And- <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> a little balsamic vinegar in there. <laughs> uh, this is my favorite one, and uh, it relates to the show because Tommy is a huge uh, Taylor Swift fan. Uh, number 14 on this list is one time Taylor Swift walked past me at an award show and I'd had a shot of whiskey and I said, oh, my God, you're tall as fuck. <laughs> I didn't know how she was going to react, but she was so cool about it. That was definitely an odd encounter. It's like, yeah, you did. You made it. Oh, man. Um Let's see if there's any other ones here. She's very very open about her breast implants. And I've always thought, you know, she was, I remember reading something or whatever, just reading or hearing about her talking about how she always felt insecure about having smaller breasts. And then she got breast implants and I was like, good for you. Like it was, I don't know. It's just like, she looks great. Good for her. Good for bigger boobs. It's great. I'm happy for her. It makes you happy. I just appreciate that she's open about it and like, that's great. I love that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I like this one. Number 23 is I'm excited to work with TJ Maxx and the Max U project. (laughs) It's all about helping women embrace their own individuality. Good for good for her and uh, TJ Maxx. And the last one here is I wish I could jump out of a plane. <laughs> I don't know if my husband uh, will let me. I just love the wording of, I just want to <laughs> I wish I could. Well, you actually could, but yeah. it's, the, it's really, the, it's really the, uh, the results that might actually <laughs> be the problem of jumping out of an airplane. I think that snake's giving her some bad advice. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> also, by the way, when you said TJ Maxx, I was like, is that a producer? And then it's <laughs> I've never heard his stuff. <laughs> you're nobody in this business till you're a Max and Easton. Right. <laughs> yeah, I love the. She's like, I don't like snakes, but uh, sometimes they do uh, advise you uh, to eat more fruit, which is yeah. nice. <laughs> Um, all right, we uh, we got some more songs to play here. Let's let's get to the next one, which I like. I said I love this song. This is a this is a karaoke go to for me. It's it, you kind of need a second person for it, but it uh, it works well. Well, uh, Tommy, actually, do you mind playing this? My uh, thing is not working. I, or never mind. It, I I got it now. Yeah. For some reason, it was it froze up my technology is all messed up today the next song is dilemma from uh it's it's nelly and kelly and uh nelly and kelly <laughs> I, I this video is is truly iconic to me it has uh it has like a theme to it it's really cool but uh here's uh here's nelly and kelly rolling say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill Oh, I love you, oh, and I need you. Oh, Nelly, I love you, oh, I do need you. Oh, I 
She got the hearts for me, the finest in my mind to see. Oh no, no, she got a man in the sun though. Oh, when that's okay, cause I wait for my cue and just listen, play my position like a show star. Pick up everything, mommy, and then in no time, I, I better make this with her mind. I, and that's for sure, cause I, I never been the type of break up a happy home. But uh, it's something about baby girl, I just can't leave us alone. Tell me, mom, what's it gonna be? She said, You don't know what you mean to me. What a song. Mm. Great song. So good. I felt like an idiot because I'd never realized that was Kelly Rowland singing that song. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, when you put it on the playlist, I was like, oh my God, I know that song so well. I've heard it a million times and I never put it together. But that's exactly why I love that moment for her because it's like, oh, wow, that's Kelly Rowland. Like, that's not Beyonce in this like mm-hmm. chart topping earworm. That's Nelly. That's Kelly Rowland with Nelly and like, how great is, I'm just happy for Kelly, literally. Yeah. Like, good for Kelly, you know? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. And that's, that's that Nellyville stuff. That's when Nelly's really popping too. And yeah. it's, uh, yeah, those, the videos he put out for that were so cool. But that one is, uh, that one's awesome. Well, and, Nelly's uh, a genius because he, like, you know, especially in a song like that, which was so ubiquitous, he was so smart to be a rapper who also, kind of sang where yes. where you know he's not like a trained singer per se but he's not bad he's not a bad mm-hmm. singer he's somewhere in the middle and it like kind of allowed i don't know it was kind of like he laid the groundwork for like flow rida and pitbull to be like yeah like i'm a rapper you know yeah. <laughs> i'm a quote unquote yeah. rapper but they like <laughs> sing and it just it just matched so beautifully with kelly and you know her voice is just not too overpowering and it works so perfectly there absolutely yeah she's i mean i was i was in love with her in this video i was like this woman is uh gorgeous and she's uh and just the yeah i mean it's it's great i didn't realize that it's uh like a patty labelle thing it's sample patty yeah that's why she's in the video patty labelle yeah Mm -hmm. uh she yeah killing it in it and it's uh it's really good like i said it's a pretty good uh it's a pretty good little karaoke song if you, if oh, you yeah. have somebody with you to do it but i you know i wouldn't i don't envy the person who has to take kelly's vocals on there i know it's actually a hard vocal i'm a, <laughs> as a singer i can tell you i've tried it in karaoke and it's a little too high <laughs> i yeah doing nelly's part is i mean easy the easiest thing in the world <laughs> <laughs> that's it it's super easy it's in one range you if you sound bad it's literally okay it's kind of good <laughs> yeah it's okay. like doing it's like I like to do the Ja Rule and uh, J Lo song too. Uh, yeah, that's funny because I, I do that in my. I have a live show that's all comedy and music based, and we've rearranged all these songs to sound like um, orchestral ballads because because uh, I'm initially I was initially went to school for opera, oh, and so amazing. all these songs are like ridiculous, and we have we do that's truly having done the show for seven years now. Uh, that duet we do like a sort of a deep cut like 
jazzy version of the Ja Rule and J-Lo song and people lose their fucking mind. <laughs> that sounds amazing. So good. That's a go-to for me and my uh, fiance because frankly, neither of us have uh, great singing voices and it's... Well, it's that's why Ja Rule makes it easy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and J-Lo too. It's truly like a combination of some of the worst singers possible. Like, yeah, yeah. Produced yeah. to hell and they sound... And it's just so fun. That's one of those. Uh, I I feel like maybe we talked about this on the show, but I felt so stupid. And I've heard I've heard other people say this recently, and it's weird. Maybe it's just like one of those things that's in the ether. But uh, R U L E. I did not realize that's what I didn't realize she was spelling rule. I thought she was yes. saying R U R U L E. Yes. It's funny because we've talked about that in the show because the the woman who um sings. J Lo's part was like was like I thought it was I always thought he was she was referring to a girl named Ellie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who is Ellie? Are you Ellie? I thought it was like slang or something like because yes. uh, in Nelly's stuff he said smoke it I think smoke a L in the back of the bindi yeah. and I didn't know what that sentence meant at all when I was a kid I had a feeling it was something about well, that was a pretty me. universal I think experience for white kids listening <laughs> to like mostly black artists and you yeah. just be like. Yeah, yeah, sure. I know what that is. Sure, of course, of course, I do. I know what a smoking an L in the Benzie is. Of course, <laughs> that's where I was like, are you, I thought R U L E meant R U L E meant like, oh, like, did, are you down? I don't know yes, what it meant. Yes, I had yes. no idea, but I was just making shit up. Yes, I'm that surprised was her, I never tried to pull it out. Like, that was I'm, definitely I'm a widely win. shared experience that <laughs> none of us wanted to say out loud. <laughs> You know, you're like, okay, uh, yeah, are you, are you, uh, I'm, 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 I'm Ellie. I'm Ellie, you know, sure. I'm Ellie, sure. I'm down with OPP. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, but yeah, that's a, that's, that's a great one. And yeah, it's Ja Rule <laughs> another person who's very fun to, to sing. Um, yeah, I love, I love the sort of, I love the trope of rapper. Like there's, there's such a thing as like the rapper who has a melodic, just you know a melodic delivery like biggie or like snoop dogg or even tupac you know like that is real and that was always like the, i think the most impressive form of rap when somebody is able to have such a, like deliciously uh um rhythmic and musical delivery to not that's not singing mm-hmm. and when but then like i think 50 cent and especially i mean especially nelly when they're able to like legitimize the the space in between yeah, it's like it's kind of cool. I don't know, but I, there's also something cool, cool about Nelly and, and lame about Ja Rule, and I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, well, he's not helped himself with all the like uh, the fire fire fest, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He also uh, feels like I, I I'm as a gay guy, I feel like Nelly would be perfectly fine with me, and Ja Rule would be like which creeped out or something or yeah. he would like he would just be like a little icy to me and i'm basing that on literally nothing but i'm just <laughs> i would be more nervous around ja rule but i feel like nelly would be so down yeah yeah i feel like so you, I, feel, I feel that too i don't know what i don't well, know why exactly but i i feel that too when we did ja rule as an episode he did star in like a weird christian movie <laughs> yes that's right. I saw the trailer for that. yeah and it's like those things kind of yeah. <laughs> i should that. say my one downside to kelly is that i'm I didn't actually see the movie, but I think she was in like one of the Jason movies or Nightmare on Elm Street. Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, Freddy versus Jason. Says the f word, right? Says the f word, and I'm like, Kelly, you don't have to use a slur. Like, wait, what? Yeah, I think does she call Freddy the f word? I think she calls Freddy the f word, and I was like, oh come on, (laughs) better than that. Know that part? Yeah, I think somebody posted that in the Facebook comments that we'll get to. Oof, it's very cringy. They were just like, yeah, it's really weird that that's that's part of her lore. I'm not going to hold it against her. I think it was made in bad taste, but I don't. 
I don't know if she'd be canceled if she did that today, but also like somehow that was still that still flew back then, even though it was like, okay, everyone still hates me, yeah, but I all right. There's any world where she could say that now. No, I, never. I don't think that they would do that now. Even I also even don't believe Freddie has his limits. Uh, That's right. <laughs> <laughs> even Freddie's like, before you kill me. I'd love if Freddie was like, she says that to me. He's like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Freddie's so offended. <laughs> you have some learning to do. <laughs> uh, I thought that I was in your nightmares before, but. <laughs> this is my nightmare uh yeah let's uh let's i just realized we have i've uh we're already at uh like 50 minutes in. Whoa, we got to, we gotta hear some more songs uh, yeah let's do it let's hear the next song on this playlist this is uh i hadn't heard this song before but okay I, I enjoyed it uh this was uh this is daylight featuring travis mccoy gym class heroes Yeah, you know what Eric's from when he says Paris's jail sentence. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite part for sure. Immediate, co- it's immediate timestamp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a great summer song too. Yes, nice and fun. I think that if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I think that song was popular in the UK. Yes, it was. Um, yeah, and it, that's yeah, like what like 14. my. Yeah, right, right, right. And my gay friend, like, I mean, I'm gay, but like, I had a, gay, <laughs> I, had a gay, <laughs> I have a gay friend who was like much more into like UK stuff and like sort of um like disposable pop you know like the stuff that kind of hits and then disappears like which is pretty common over there and this song was a big hit and i I don't know if if it made waves here at all but i was like this is so fun yeah (laughs) yeah Super I don't fun. think it did because I, I like I liked Gym Class Heroes enough and I yeah. liked her, but I never heard this song before. Yeah. And apparently it was recorded for the soundtrack of uh of a French film called oh. uh Asterix at the Olympic Games. And, oh, Asterix uh, was like a big um animated thing, I think, in France. Like it's a, I think it's like a kid oh. animated movie, yeah. I see. That or makes it it, it definitely sounds like a soundtrack song too. Yeah, it definitely um, does. I could definitely hear that being in a movie, especially from that era. This is 2008. Yeah. Uh, and the, uh, it was originally recorded in 2007, but uh, they liked it so much. They uh, She put it on her album and uh, yeah, it's, 
That's just it's a just solid fun. song. Yeah, it's a solid, fun, upbeat song about like dancing and shit. And it's like, great, you know, like sign me up. I love it. Another one for <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> Another win for Kelly. Um, all right, we got three songs here, so uh, we'll I'll play the next one here. Another one I didn't. I don't think I knew this next one either. This is uh, a okay. Kelly Ro- Roland and uh, David uh, Guetta. Guetta, and, uh, yeah. This is uh, this is Commander. Yeah. It's a perfect. You know that was that was killing clubs. It's a perfect song. It's a like I don't. I mean I don't like to like quote go out or whatever. But (laughs) (laughs) that song makes me want to quote go out and I love (laughs) it. Just so I love how how direct it is. Where it's like I'm your commander and now I command you to dance. Like oh my god, command me, (laughs) (laughs) command me, Kelly. It's so good. I do think, and this song was dangerous because. I feel like the DJ is my bodyguard. That got a lot of oh my people God. hurt because a lot of oh. people were starting to feel that way. They were popping off at the club and they were like, it's okay. The DJ is actually my body. Tremble on the bass are protecting me. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're getting their ass kicked. The DJ is spinning tunes. He doesn't see what's going on. He's busy. Yeah, you can't have you, your bodyguard needs to stick to doing one job uh, at night. You can't have him doing two things because uh, follow my what. command. He, she's saying <laughs> <laughs> I love I think that was I don't know. I, again, I don't actually know if that was like a hit here. Or maybe it was also no, a hit. No. In the, Same in the deal UK. as the last one. This was a big hit in the UK. This is number nine on the UK charts. And it feels like, yeah, uh, yeah I, I'm sure I, it was just a huge club hit. Yeah, I think her thing is was like I think she had this period. Maybe she, it's still happening, but I'm pretty sure this is was when she became pretty popular over uh, over uh, you know across the pond in like mm-hmm. the dance realm. And it was like, if I remember correctly, the album artwork for either that or one of her other songs had her looking. She looked so much like she looks like Donna Summer, and it was like, oh, this is a weird sort of post Donna summer dance, you know, Kelly becoming like the disco queen of the modern era moment. And I just, I was living for it. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, this was uh, uh, produced by David Guetta and uh, written by Rico love and Rico described the song sound 
uh, by saying it's just such an aggressive record. It's a club yeah. record. It's a worldwide international record. She's stretching her legs out and she's showing her true vocal ability. She's like the queen of the night on this record. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. It's so good. And, you know, David Guetta basically, I think, is who helped Sia become ubiquitous with um, Titanium. And I feel like oh, she yeah. had done that for Kelly, but I, maybe she's already like, uh, she is already our sort of American royalty to begin with. But mm-hmm. I think the UK appreciated her more for this foray into like her own dan- dance sound. And it's so good. It's such a good song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very, very, very fun song. Again, yeah. I mean, if she's committing to the dance floor, you're doing it. Oh my God. Of course. I don't even think, I don't think they have ever lip synced to this on uh, drag race, but like, this is the ultimate lip sync song. If you ask me, like definitely a song that's not, you know, that's either gone, that's sort of uh, fallen to the wayside or just kind of flew under the radar. But like this would destroy if it were, if it were a lip sync, (laughs) a lip sync for your life. Uh, all right, next song here. This is a biggie. We got Lil Wayne on the track. It is, uh, it is motivation. A little brainstorming. That's uh, I, that's the only other song on the playlist that I knew besides those uh, those first two. But I I had forgotten I knew it because when I saw Motivation, I was thinking of the recent song, the Normani one. Yeah, which is great. Oh yeah, I think um, with this one it was like uh, I think this was prob- probably her like biggest cr- crossover. I-, I would guess. Yeah. But for me also, I'm like, I love the song, but I also personally, and I'm, I know I'm, this is very weird, but I don't like songs about sex. I think like it's too, it's weird. I don't want to hear it so literally, you know, yeah. and I don't like, I just don't want to hear songs that are like describing now you do this. Now you I've, do this. Like I fully agree with you on this. Ugh. I am in the same exact boat. I don't know what it is about that. I, yeah, I need a little out. innuendo, you know? Yes, that's right. Like, and, 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 ugh. and I, I, I also like, 
I love R&B, but sometimes so much of it will be about like the act of sex. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I like it when it, I like when it, when they, you sort of bend the rules or there is more innuendo or whatever, but all that being said, it is really a, like a sexy song. And I think yeah, it has, yeah. it's just sounds unique. And um, I think that's why it had such crossover appeal personally. Yeah, this one. Uh, oh, it, uh, by the way, it, uh, uh, Kelly, speaking of uh, this song being sexual, she, she told uh, MTV News that uh, motivation makes her feel extremely uber duper sexy. Oh, <laughs> you do not want to hear. Oh, I'm feeling no. uber duper sexy. <laughs> you better get an uber duper pool. Get the fuck out of here. This song uh, uh, tops the hot R&B hip hop song charts, but uh, it has its detractors. There's a little bit of drama with this song. Jeff Basker, a producer on several of Beyonce's uh, four tracks, tweeted, how can this Kelly Rowland song with the weakest beat and melody of all time be the one song on Urban? Oh, yeah, Wayne. Uh, He continued uh, to bash Beyonce's former Destiny's Child colleague. I just listened to Motivation again to see if I was too harsh in my critique. I wasn't. The lyrics are horrid as well. Wow, that's wild. I would never Gosh. think anybody would come after that song of all things. Also, it just feels so mean to come after so Kelly mean. Rowland. Like, Leave why? Kelly alone. <laughs> and it's Kelly especially alone, somebody dude. who works with Beyonce. It's like, yeah. doesn't she have it? Especially in, by 2011, Beyonce was already killing it. Like, you Oh, well, you know that you know that that man was like taken to task by the Bayhive and, yeah. and, and the Beyonce team and Tina Knowles. Like, he was spanked for that shit. <laughs> what are you doing? You don't do that to Kelly. Maybe Michelle, but not Kelly. <laughs> Leave Kelly alone. Leave Kelly alone. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's that's a fun song. Um, but it's tough when it's called motivation. I do love yeah. that uh, Normani one a lot. I love the Normani one too. Yeah. Also, it's sort of an underwhelming. Um, response where it should be like an, uh, you know, should be like a song of summer kind of thing, like an anthem. And it just kind of flew under the radar, I think, to most people. And it's like, it's such a good song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The video is uh, amazing. Yeah. The dancing in the video is wild. Yeah, Incredible. Yeah. So cool. All right. We have one last song here and another great feature. We got Push a T on this one. And I I can't believe I never heard this song too, but uh, it's it's Push a T and Kelly Rowland. It's called Street Life. And the pop Trying to get away. 
<laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> Including me. Including I love me. It. <laughs> Lest I we like forget. I'm, I'm not allowed to say any of those lyrics, you know, like it's so <laughs> not supposed to come out of my mouth, but it is the most fun. It's like the most fun. I like when I just love when somebody who's super mainstream, like Kelly, makes a weirder choice, you know? Yeah. So it's a little weird. The song is like a little <laughs> weird and almost sounds like a Beyonce rejection, but I love it. Totally. You know, I don't get it, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what she's talking about, but I don't care. Yeah, uh, 100%. And uh, this is produced by Pharrell. And it's, uh, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's this had a lot of firepower behind it. And uh, yeah, I don't know how I never heard that before but i don't think uh, it was necessarily a hit i don't, I don't even I don't think, think it was, was like a single on her album but god i love that song <laughs> <laughs> um that is uh that is the playlist and uh and qu- it's it's quite a playlist and now we have uh we I, I found a quiz but i don't think we have time for that we'll we'll save that for another day but um it was uh it was which um member of uh destiny child are you but uh <laughs> I've, we'll, we'll skip that for this week and we'll go to straight to the peanut gallery which is where we hear from the listeners of this very show that uh that we are on right now and um i'm gonna see if uh, i we might not have gotten any on the patreon because i posted a little late here yeah it looks like we did not get any on the Patreon. yeah not twitter either uh, so we did on facebook, facebook yeah though. so straight to facebook we uh we're going to the listeners of the show by the way if you want your uh your comments guaranteed to be read on the show get on that patreon you also get bonus episodes every week it's three dollars a month uh all right Adam Quaslow says of Kelly Rowland, uh, she absolutely should have been a superstar in her solo career. She had all the talent, the voice, the look, the ridiculous death scene in Freddy versus Jason. Uh, Calendria deserved the world. Calendria, yes. <laughs> uh, and then Graham Fahey Calendria. said uh, regarding the the Freddy moment, she says uh, she dropped the bad F word and Jason killed her because he's an ally. <laughs> Yeah, that's so <laughs> we, we can only help we can't help but stand jason <laughs> can't help but stand can't help but stand <laughs> uh, so we simply must <laughs> we have no choice but we have no choice uh maggie nysmith said her feature in dilemma where she just had to sneak nelly's name into every phrase is so good <laughs> true um tristan a smith says i can't see why anybody would be anti-kelly hey we'll say that to uh the beyonce producer um arturo ayala says i will die defending kelly Rowland. i've gotten into it with beyonce fans that try to minimize her career i don't care who's more of a household name kelly is better whoa beyonce is a good artist but kelly is elite dirty laundry is better than anything b will ever do damn Dirty laundry is incredible that's incredible Oh, that's a big, uh, that's a big statement there, Arturo. But hey, I appreciate. I like, uh, I like people going big and going bold. Mike Carraza, uh, the creator of our uh, theme song for the show and uh, former guest, uh, you know, you love him, says uh, she did a lot more than she ever got credit for and is basically remembered as Beyonce's second fiddle, the dummy in the Nelly video who tried texting on Excel and calling Jason <laughs> Voorhees an F word and Freddie versus Jason. <laughs> Wait, in, in the Nelly video, she's texting on Excel. I never noticed that. That's I so think funny. It, I think if I remember correctly, it wasn't like meant to. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm, I feel like it wasn't meant to look like a mistake. But obviously, anybody who could text is like, "What? What are you? What are you <laughs> but I feel like that was also every video, like every R. Kelly video, was him on like 
texting through like the oldest machine possible. Um. It's always, it's it's also so funny because that was a specific time where it's like obviously texting was pretty ubiquitous ubiquitous but like they still didn't really know how to show it in no TV shows they didn't figure that out until so recently like how to so recently texting work that's on right a show. like watching uh Dexter I remember being so embarrassed that it was like so late in the game and they still didn't know how to make text work where it, the phone would flash like text message alert or whatever it's like that. <laughs> nobody has that you know what show changed that and made it normal was um house of cards it was like the, the first show to like show texting like in the air above the phone it was like yes thank you thank yeah, you house yeah. of cards <laughs> yes. yes they just needed to do that like put it in the yeah it's just that's put it. It on the screen like it's so simple yeah uh, and it was right there for all of us but uh they figured it out uh jasmine ellis says she's awesome motivation uh like this love takes over she had some bangers sometimes mm. it feels like people can't say anything positive about her without saying something negative about beyonce which is unfortunate because they're yeah. both super talented uh independent uh, of each other that's really funny when like two comments above someone's doing exactly what i yes. was talking about uh jason hillman says i would have paid her telephone bills <laughs> <laughs> her automobiles bills, yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah a lot of people were fascinated by this freddy thing um, and what if you're, oh what if you're... wait is, hold on this is crazy oh, yeah. uh jason staples says the writers claimed that it wasn't in the script <laughs> I I wonder if that's true. Oh, don't tell me! Oh God! <laughs> oh no! I'm gonna have. I'm gonna I wonder have if that's true. Crisis for the rest of the day. That is insane. Oh no! That's what's in your mind. That's what's on the tip of your tongue, Kelly. Come on! <laughs> We've seen who makes your outfits. You know, come on. <laughs> Uh, there's just two left here. Jordan Teller says, I'm sure y'all have recorded already, but she was so strong. She had mega solo potential that wasn't achieved. And I wonder what Bay's success did to her mental health. She was great. It, it Like you said, it seems like she's handled it really well. And she was yeah. part of, uh, Beyonce's last, uh, last project too. Yes. So, but also uh, she like, she like to her credit, I think as one of your commenters said, it's like, she's always she works hard and keeps producing stuff. Like, even if you don't even know it, like she's always making things. And I just, as a fan have appreciated that she's, she has like evolved. Her, her sounds has evolved over the years and she's tried different stuff. And like the dance music is so good. And I just love that she, you know, tip, dips her toe into different stuff now and then tonally. I, totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, the last one here is just Kofi Thomas saying she can sing, sing. So uh, that's a uh, that's a uh, that's true, and we appreciate all the comments. That brings us to the final uh, the final part of the show, which is where we rate the playlist out of six because it's six songs. But before we do that, you Elliot get the floor for your final thoughts on Kelly Rowland. Um, I I was just thinking that like you know sometimes people sometimes if someone were to ask you like if you could be any woman who would you be you know i feel like the go-to answer is like you know for most people would be like beyonce or we you know whatever whoever it is and like for me it's like it's kelly like she's got it made like she has the freedom to be you know famous but like i feel like she can avoid the real pitfalls you know also she's just she's just like 
I don't know. I'm just like, she's so pretty. <laughs> she's so pretty. And I just think she's, she's like cool and pretty and I want to hang out with her. So she's the woman I would be if I could be, if I were, I guess if I were a woman, <laughs> I love her. I love her. I love her. And I do, will refuse to believe the F word thing until the day I die. <laughs> I'm not even going to look it up. I'm not going to look it up. Don't. Uh, all right. Well, that is uh, beautifully put. And uh, I think uh, we will not, or at least I will try to not hold that against her in our rating of this playlist. And uh, this is a tough one for me because I, like I said, like if I were to look at the song Stole on paper, I would not like it. But listening to it today, I would be lying to myself and to the mm-hmm. listeners and uh, and to God, frankly, mm-hmm. if if I said I didn't love that song, I can't help it. There's something about it. It made my the hair on my uh, arm stand up. It's uh, it's great. Dilemma is an all time banger. I enjoyed Daylight a lot. Uh, Commander really good. Motivation, like I said, there's something about that I was a little disappointed in that uh, I was I just had it in my head it was gonna be the other one. And like you said, I I don't like a super sexual song either, but I did I still enjoyed this. And right off the bat, the brainstorm line from Lil Wayne is just an all timer. <laughs> and uh, Street Life, I feel like I should have heard it before, but it's you know it's it's pretty much up my alley. But I uh, I didn't hate it. But the, something that hurt this playlist is the second that it ended. The song uh, Get It Shawty from uh, Lloyd came on and I just had so much fun immediately that I was like, see, now that is that is where I want to be living at. And, yeah, uh, but I still like this playlist a lot. Uh, I'm going to go with a 4.2 out of six. Uh, I, th- I thought it was I thought it was very strong. Tommy, what do you think? Yeah, I was uh, I was right near you with what I was going to say. I was going to give it a 4.5 out of six. I thought it was a lot of fun. And it was also really fun just because I knew so little about her. And I guess I did not realize how much she's done. It's like very impressive, just like between like all the music she's put out, the acting she did, and like she's been on The Voice, which I didn't even realize. It's like, oh, man, she has stayed working in a very impressive way. And um, yeah, it was just cool talking about her. So 4.5 That's uh, what I would say. Hell yeah. And Elliot, you get to rate this playlist out of six as well. Well, I'm going to just, I'm going to dock the, I'm going to dock one point because of motivation, uh, uh, because it being, I guess, a little underwhelming compared to everything else. And also like, I guess that Beyonce's producer is now in my head. (laughs) (laughs) head. I'm going to give it a solid 5.0. Love it. I think that's a great score. This was so much fun, Elliot. Uh, Is there anything you'd like to promote on the way out? Uh, yeah, I'll be doing um, my live show, Haunting Renditions, uh, in September. The date is to be announced um, at Dynasty Typewriter, and that's the live show that I do with all the nice. music. And hopefully I'll be bringing it back to New York to um, Littlefield in Brooklyn and yeah. maybe even some tour dates. Yeah. Hell yeah. Amazing. Definitely yeah. check that out. And uh, I mean, if you're in L.A. and you haven't been to Dynasty Typewriter, that what a great reason to go. It's a, it's a beautiful venue, oh, too. It's the best. And if you uh, want to watch the John Rule video, I'm sure if you just search Elliot yes. Glazer and then... Uh, I've, I've already forget the name of the song and I've done it a million times, but yeah, I was just up some too. What the hell yeah, thanks. Yeah. It's great to, you know, the song, you people know the song. We've talked about it on the show. I'm real. The remix. That's what it's I'm called. real. There we go. Yeah. So, but only uh, the remix, not the original. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and come to our live show as well. Uh, Stand by your band live at union hall. We have Todd Barry as our guest judge. And uh, we got Shane Torres, Lindsay Bowling, Brittany Carney, Kenise Mobley, JP McDade, uh dan yang who am i forgetting claire and bobby condon yes yes I forget. All right. 
that's going to be great. And uh, good God, is it uh, the Sultan Room? Uh, August 4th with Janine Garofalo the night before. Oh, yeah. The Union Hall is 8-5. That's uh, yes. August 5th. It's uh, it's like, what, next week? We can have yeah, next now. Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else you got, Tommy? Yeah, on uh, this Wednesday in Chicago at the Lincoln Lodge, I'm doing like a last-minute show in their smaller room. Just uh, do the long set for the first time in a while. Uh, so I'm excited about that. So come hang out. Hell yeah. All right. Well, thanks again, Elliot Glazer. You're the best. Uh, this was so fun. And uh, check out Elliot's show if you're in LA at Dynasty Typewriter and uh, when he comes to New York. Uh, all right. We will see you guys next week on the show. Thanks for listening. Keep it crispy. Bye.